Hello. Welcome to the show, LE2B. This is Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. Um, please rate and review this podcast and uh, subscribe and join our Patreon or bonus content. And also, if you um, join our Patreon or if you join our Patreon, if you just contact me, I'll send you a copy of my uh, album, Lou Diamond Phillips. And uh, I have a bunch of copies. Someone just gave me so. Nice. Scott Rogowski. Do you, know, you know you know Scott Rogowski? Yeah, he was a he was a guest on the show. Yeah, he was on the show once. Yeah, he he gave me a bunch of copies that he had. So if you want to, if you have a CD player still and you want a copy, it was voted one of the the, the top ten, one of the top ten albums, comedy albums of the year, in two thousand eight. Nice by Punchline Magazine. It was alongside Louis C.K. <laughs> Bef- Car- like pre, um, pre sex scandal. Oh, sex. Um, so yeah, how's it going? So, you know, uh, a lot to get into. Uh, do you want to talk about the, um, well, I just want to start real fast. Cause the song you heard was kind of the intro to the Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, I've been rewatching those cause it's the 25th anniversary. I don't know if you've been reading yeah. about that. And, uh, I know they were on the Emmys is, well, we can talk about the Emmys also, but yeah, it's a show you could just really kind of just watch again. It's really that good. I and mean, there's not much to say there. It's just, you know. Yeah, no, it's probably better than, you know, most TV shows. And also it 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 kind of represents that era. It was kind of the um the beginning of the uh um what is it? The prestige TV era. It's kind yeah. of like uh that was sort of the start of it. 1999. I'd say it was like one of the first ones. Yeah. Um they're saying that we're backtracking now. That's what David Chase said recently who started the Sopranos that, you know, it was like the last 15 or 20 years, there was the prestige TV, um, like a golden age, but he was saying it's slipping maybe because it's oversaturation, but I still think there's a lot of good stuff on TV. TV or you mean like streaming, streaming, streaming TV now. So I don't, I mean, yeah. Look, look what at do the you Emmys. like? What do you, we can go over the Emmys, but is, is there anything you're watching now or anything new that you're watching that you think is, is because yeah. I have gone back to watching old things because well, because of that, they, they kind of cleaned up at the Emmys. I started watching The Bear, which is on yeah. Hulu. Have you seen it? You know, I can't get into it. I don't know what it is. I just don't <laughs> like like it that much. This is another. It's, this happens to me every night with every now and then with pop culture, where something is just like this huge, like you know, iconic show. It's almost like a movement and um, like a revelation. I just can't like The Wire. I just. Ne- did you like The Wire? I never really watched a lot of it. You know, it's it's hard to I get into. I thought it was so average. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I missed with that. Like, I would watch. I watched it during the pandemic, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's." I think show. it was just it was groundbreaking, and but there's been it's been kind of lapped by all these other shows like Sopranos or Breaking Bad and stuff. So, so it was that, after it was after um, Sopranos. Right. Uh the, oh yeah it, it kind of was or it was kind of like almost at the same time it was like around the same time yeah. but it was definitely this the Sopranos I like I get you know because yeah. the Wire I just think is so boring sorry sorry I know everyone like loves that show <laughs> um, that's how I feel about the Bear though maybe I'll try it again but I've tried it like three times and I'm just I don't think it's bad I just it's just a bunch of and I like that guy I you know yeah. Jeremy Allen White I I think that guy's awesome I think he's you know. I think I think the issue that I did because it took me a little get into it is like it's very like a lot's going on. There's people yelling and running around. You know, I was reading that it actually kind of captures that chef culture more in the um, respect of like the fancy restaurants. I don't know if you how many episodes you've watched, but there was, you know, he 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 came from a fancy restaurant that he came back to run his brother's little chin yeah. small restaurant, but he wants to bring. Uh, that kind of culture of the fancy restaurant into that. And there's a scene where he's, he's flashing back to when he was working at one of these fancy restaurants in New York. And the guy, the the head chef is like berating him and it's played by Joel McHale. I couldn't even, I didn't recognize him. And he goes, you fucking suck. You fucking suck. And I'm like, this can't be true. And then I Googled and read about it. And the chefs, some chefs were like, I can't watch this show. It's so on point. Like when you have you a, ever worked in a, a a restaurant like where you had to deal with the kitchens with the, with the chefs? Yeah, I was a waiter at like TGI Fridays. No one was telling me I sucked. <laughs> I knew I sucked. I'm working at TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just um, trying to tell them not to put their fucking pubic hairs in my my food. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
you suck. You ruined those fajitas. <laughs> they weren't sizzling. Yeah, I worked. Um, I worked in a few restaurants, but yeah, I worked at like Uno's. But still, like they yelled at me. Like you know, that <laughs> I I did encounter you know chefs or whatever cooks you know yelling at me i did not take well to that like the restaurant culture like i did not it is it's intense yeah yeah and it wasn't enough like people are like you make so much money waiting tables not enough for me unless you're making like a million a year it's just not um and i worked you know one time i worked you know the u.s open for tennis they do Mm -hmm. every year I got a job working there because it was like two weeks and I guess they just pay you a lot of money and mm. someone was like, oh, you should do it. It's, it's really short. And I worked there and like it, that was basically just kind of a fast food, not not, yeah. not fast food, but like it was just it wasn't like great food. And I mean, you know, the cooks would just scream at me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe it's like I hate those environments and it gives me so much anxiety i don't want to it'd be like watching a show about like the dmv you know what i mean it's yeah. like i hate that place i don't want to be that watch people at the dmv you know well that's the thing it's like it when it especially involves food you know and it's like the club that i work at and manage and sometimes we don't really have a lot of food they have like nachos you know and it's actually good first of all food is always bad for comedy i know it makes clubs money but it's a just it's a it's an unnecessary distraction you know and, you know, it's actually smoother in the back because the servers don't have to deal with fucking food because that's what people complain about drinks a little bit, but they don't complain like they do with food, you know, and it's like, I'm like, yeah. you know, they're making, I mean, we, we don't really, people don't really complain about nachos because like, if you're going to complain about nachos, you're just a fucking dick. <laughs> like, Pretty much every plate of nachos tastes exactly the same, you know, so, right. you know, like, oh, uh, all, yeah, all if you, you're if you're complaining about the nachos at the fucking ha ha hole, it's like just <laughs> fucking you know get your shit together. Just it's what I don't know. That's what's so annoying, and that's what it was annoying when I worked at like Uno's. Like people would come in expecting you know fucking Four Seasons or something, mm-hmm. and you're like you're fucking at Uno's. This is right. just like a sh- you don't you, you know this is a shit place. Just yeah. <laughs> I know because I accepted worked, that you're borderline worked, at a fucking McDonald's. Yeah, that's what I was. I used to work at. It was actually Bennigan's. I don't know if that's still around. And I'm like, this is Bennett. This is McDonald's with waiters. Okay, so you know, <laughs> like, oh, send the steak back. I can tell you right now, you send it back. It's it's going to come out worse because all they're going to do is yeah. just bur- burn it. That's all they're going to fucking do. Also, yeah, and they would like get mad and, at me about the food, you know, and I would just be like, I don't make the fucking food. Like, yeah. what do you want me? And then I remember one time, like. I don't know, you know, believe it or not, I, I wasn't that great a waiter. I'm not the greatest. <laughs> I don't customer have a lot service. of patience for people. Yeah, not great with yeah. customer service. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember like uh, one time uh, some guy was like, you know, you, you gave me the wrong dressing. Like, this is the light dressing. And I was like, oh, sorry. And, you know, was it really bad? He was like, it was horrible, like for, for the salad. I looked and it was like gone. <laughs> I go, I it's I like, go, oh really? It looks like you really hated it. He's like, I did. I hated it. And I just, I remember, I looked at him. I go, I go, dude, relax. Fine, I'll take it off the. Just, I'll take it off the check. Just right. relax. What do you want me to do? You ate the fucking thing. You didn't like it. Sorry. It's like Fast Times at Richmond High, where, where he, you remember that scene where. Uh, Judge Reinhold is working behind the counter and the guy's complaining about his burger and he like finished most of it. And he goes, Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, he goes, This is I not th- the best breakfast I ever ate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He goes, he goes, you had a hundred percent guarantees. Like, I'm gonna kick a hundred percent of your ass. <laughs> you know what? That's a really funny thing. Cause I always that scene always stood out to me because I never really I know the guy was just supposed to be a dick, but I never really understood what he was what he was uh, implying because he was like i'd like my money back because you guarantee the best breakfast or something or your money back but all it says is i guess it says best breakfast you ever ate 100 guaranteed and he goes this is not the best breakfast (laughs) i ever ate and it's just like but how do you prove that (laughs) like right yeah the fact that someone would actually call you out on that. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. it was also like, cause I remember we used to quote that line because he wasn't supposed to be at the cash register, judge Reinhold. Some guy was like, I got to take a piss. Could you cover the register? And then that guy comes and b- fights with him and he gets fired. And then he yeah. leaves and he goes, I hope you had a hell of a piss Arnold. And he fucking bangs on the door. Yeah. Yeah. 
I hope you had a hell of a piss Arnold. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's um, dealing, it's dealing with that stuff. Like I had a situation where I was managing at the club not too long ago and someone was just like, I, this is, this bill is $5 more than I want to pay. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's not, it's the same, the fucking barter. Or not even like it was wrong. It was just more than they wanted to pay. <laughs> yeah. Well then go to a cheaper place. Yeah. So I went to the server. I'm like, can we do anything? He's like, it's a big fucking deal. And I go, look, I, I pull $5 out of my pocket and I go, here you go. And I thought he wouldn't take it. I really thought he wouldn't take it, but maybe he thought I was, you know, in charge of everything. <laughs> of course he fucking took it. <laughs> and I'm like, cause you, it's almost like I'm shaming you. Oh, it's $5 too. And he's with his girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you're not getting laid tonight. Do you know that, right? She, unless you're, if it's a first. I date. mean, I feel like anyone who's with this guy is probably already given up. <laughs> <laughs> so They've already go, lowered their standards so much. Yeah, and he's talking. It's during the show, and it's you know, like he's interrupting things. I go, just here's five dollars. Skull. Like, I do think it's amazing. People, yeah. First of all, I think it's amazing people even go to comedy shows to begin with, but then they go <laughs> and then they like get food at the comedy show, and then they get mad about the food. It's like. If you go to a shit, pl- if I go to a shit place, not, you know, not saying, but like if I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, this isn't a great place. And I order something like fries and they're not that good. I'm just like, yeah, that it's just that's what it is. Like they're right. fries at a place. I don't like they're probably not going to be that great. I'm not going to like complain, you know. Well, even I the- complain about a lot of things. Right, I don't but- like a, I, I don't complain to the people. I, compl- I I'm big at complaining once I leave the place. Right. But <laughs> comedy club is a f- alcohol delivery service. That's all it is. And, you know, there's sometimes there's food, but you can't treat it like a restaurant. If you want to have a nice meal and, you know, some of these comedy clubs now are like big with their food. Oh, we have the best food. And I'm like, you know, you're just making it worse for, for the comedians because now everyone's going to keep sending the fucking food back. And it's right. like, even if it's in a place that has a nice menu, you know, like I remember Caroline's had a really nice menu, but it's like they're going to fuck up, too. And it's like you're going to keep sending the food back. It's a comedy show. It's not Nobu. All right. So I do think it's weird. Yeah. Some comedy clubs that became their kind of like um, that became something that they like, you know, they stressed. It was kind of one of their points of, you know, contention was like not content, whatever. It was kind of like one of their things that they would like to differentiate themselves was how, you know, they would have these like great chefs. And I was I did always think like it didn't fit. The no. culture of comedy, like it was like I understand if you want to have a nice club and it's a nice experience, but like, like fine dining, you know what I mean? I, I was at the airport once and I saw like a, a, there was a restaurant that said like fine dining at the airport, and I'm like, <laughs> who's going to the airport for fine dining? Like, honey, I'm going to take you to the greatest place for our anniversary, Terminal JFK, Terminal yeah. B. <laughs> So it's just yeah. go eat before the you know what I mean like well, go I, I, almost, the show. I almost see it in other cities where there's less options but you're in New York City there's every restaurant you know pre-plan your fucking night a little bit the show is at eight eat at six the one thing that always gets me is like it happened a few weeks ago I was at a show and it's like it was interrupt and it was like midnight and these people are ordering like full meals I'm like and it's fucking me up on stage I'm like what the fuck? this is midnight I mean I maybe you're high and have the munchies but. You could have planned this better, you know. And it's already so. You have right. so many. And by the way, the show is at midnight, so if you don't, you you you're not gonna have the freshest food out there at midnight. Yeah. So, and whenever I whenever I do shows, I don't see the the clientele doesn't seem like the most upscale. They don't seem like foodies to me. You know, it's just kind of like I will have the right. Even in the fancy clubs, a lot of them are just old. They're still all like people in their twenties and stuff. They're not really connoisseurs so it's like yeah but it's uh, i always i understand why it's needed at comedy clubs because that's obviously a good revenue generator but it's just i guess so but i feel like drinks is supposed to be their big thing that's why they jack them up so high but i don't know whatever i but the weird weird thing is is like the drinks especially the clubs i work at a lot they're not even that bad price wise because the the beers will be like nine or ten dollars but you go to a bar they're at least eight, you know, and yeah. some people are like this. I've never seen a beer this expensive. I'm like, go down the street. Every I know every bar on the street. They're all fucking eight or nine dollars. Also, I whenever, and, you know, I don't you know, certain clubs are different, but I know there are certain clubs where like the mixed drinks, whatever you ordered, whatever alcohol, it was just they used the exact same thing for right. every it didn't matter. <laughs> and I remember when people would come see me to do at a comedy show, I'd be like, 
just order a beer. Don't order mm-hmm. mixed drinks. Just order something that's in a bottle that they can't change because like they're gonna <laughs> rip you off. So um and you know the good thing, the good thing now is that because women would always order the mixed drinks, you know, and I guess it would be also hard for them to make. And it'd also get them pretty fucked up too if the the women are small. But now they have like these white claws and they just have the cans and stuff, and women drink those, and it's actually kind of helpful. Cause it's like, oh, I won't be here. I'll have a white claw. And then it's like, all right, just fucking take the can and put it on their table, you know? Right. And then like, so yeah, I, I was, this happened to me the other day. This is, I don't know if you've experienced this. Like I went to a restaurant and they do this thing now when you pay with a credit card, you know how it used to be like, here's my credit card. Then they would like leave and then come back with yeah. like a receipt. And then they'd be like, here you go. And then they'd leave and you would just kind of write the tip and stuff. <laughs> they do this thing now where they have like a device. Yeah. And so you give them your card and they run it on the device right there. And then they have the uh, option for you to leave a tip right mm-hmm. there and they just hold it up to your face <laughs> and they're just staring you in the face while you're tipping them. There's like a term but, for that too. Like it's like, I forgot, but it's like people are getting, it was an article about it in the times you feeling shamed, you know? Well, it's I, like strong arming me into yeah. um, tipping you because they're literally staring at you. Like they're just kind of like, and, um, and the other thing they, that's annoying is like, you know how they do that thing in cabs and, and on these things where they'll have like three options already kind of pre <laughs> like picked and it always starts like insanely high. Like it's like, like 30%. The first one's like no, it's like 80%, 200% or your house. You know, and you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to change this to a normal. Right. Tip. Well, they'll have that one option, custom tip. And that's when you do that, you feel like the cab driver. So whoever is getting a notice like cheapskate, you know, I know. But it's like, fuck you. You're starting at like 25 percent. Like, I'm like, no, you can't. Like, when did it go? I, what's in the whole thing? It was 15 percent. And then like uh, it maybe went up to 20. But now it's like it starts at like 30. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, no. <laughs> That's like, I mean, that just feels like cheating. That I mean, that was the first time. I, I guess it was the second the other day where she's just holding it to my face. And I'm like, yeah, can you leave? I don't want to do this with you here. <laughs> like, Especially when you get coffee at some of these places. You know, they do that thing with the computer screen. And it's like, and it start, you, the coffee is like $3. And they're, and they're like, your tip will, you know, is $25. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm paying $1.50 on a $3 fucking coffee right and you have to hope that they like turn their back while you're paying (laughs) like so what i do is i try to pay cash now as much as i can i got so i good yeah because whatever's left you take right i kind of psych them out like i'm like here you go no way to make me tip you (laughs) well you could tip a little bit but it's like whatever the change is left from uh yeah yeah. Even when I tip at the the barista on the computer, it's always like four dollars. So I just I give them like thirty cents. I'm like, sorry, I'm like not giving you. You know, the the thing that's so annoying is it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> there's there's certain jobs where it's like it wasn't centered around tipping. Right. Like it's like if you're not making enough, it's not my fault they're not paying you money. Like go get a job where they they sh- they should be paying you money for the job you're doing. I mean, the good thing is in New York now these jobs actually pay much better, but it's very expensive in New York. But you know, like in Europe, like there's no tipping, and you know what? I just would l- rather live in a society just charge me whatever a little bit more, and I don't have to deal with tipping. You know, that's, yeah. that's the, you know. I don't understand why we do this shit. You know? It's just become tipping for everything for like, even right. just like jo- just jobs where you're just doing your job. That was just, we all agreed was just, that's your job. But like, I think, um, I think a lot of these, especially like if they're more corporation types and stuff, it's like the, the these people, these employees don't even, if you're putting it in the screen, they're not even seeing all those tips. There's a lot of wage theft that goes on. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? So like, they don't want you to put coins in the, in the thing. Cause they, yeah. See what what they're getting. So it's uh, yeah. I think it's a scam from the corporations. I I blame them in the end. So basically, that's why I don't um leave the house. That's basically, why <laughs> I don't I don't watch the bear. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going? Um. So I want to ask you about a couple of things. All right. So do do you watch? Did you watch Beef? Did you ever see that? Is that the one with Ali Wong? Yeah. I I watched an episode or two of it. Uh, it wasn't bad. I actually liked it. I just forgot about it. I didn't, you know, I tried to watch it when it came out. I really didn't think it was that great. But have you been like following the awards, you know, ceremonies that it's, it's like sweeping everything. Yeah. 
Um, well, there seems to be a trend like this happens like a, like a lot of years where they decide that some show or whatever is like the hot great thing right. and it's kind of like a way of just basically telling you what's good now like and they did it with um Ted Lasso which I you yeah. know people finally turned on Ted Lasso but I from day 1 I was like I don't get this I don't think this is funny at all <laughs> I'm not getting it um and then people finally were like yeah it's bad now and I'm like no it was bad I think it was bad the whole time and then they did it with um what's another show that I think they did it with girls like they kind of like were shoving it you know kind of into the consciousness they yeah. they do that you know cuz it's it's a business they want to like but did you ever know? Did you know Ali Wong at all? Did you ever see her around when she was a comedian? I did a couple of shows with her years ago. Yeah, so I used I to know. I used to kind of know her. I used to see her shows, and I used to like. Yeah, I used to kind of know her. She was, she was fine. It's just weird. She's like huge. I mean, she's like this yeah. huge. She just won a fucking Golden Globe. Yeah, and an and Emmy. He, and even back then, she was pregnant. She was like always pregnant. For... <laughs> you remember she she did like two comedy. I, I do remember she, she was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. No, but she she did two comedy specials where she was pregnant. Oh, she did. Wow, yeah. that's fucking. Yeah. Now the latest one, I she I think she's not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, she's got to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> she's got to figure something out. That's um, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> she's not that good anymore. Yeah, she's not even pregnant. <laughs> um, what about um? All right. So, th did you watch this? Um, uh, d did you watch the curse? I told you to watch that, right? But yeah, you I watch it. I started watching some. It was okay. It was a little weird. Did you watch the finale? Have you been following that? No. Have you been hearing the whole like not backlash, but you know, it's just it was you know, it's kind of divided people because it, it was so fucking out of left field and weird and oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's um I don't know if you you know I liked it, but it just you know it's Nathan Fielder and Benny Safty, you know, they're mm -hmm. they kind of do a lot of like weird, obviously like weird, kind of not very mainstream. They always kind of like are um breaking the norm and uh trying to be um subversive almost right. but it was like i the finale i at first i was like fuck this like if i kind of was pissed off about the more i thought about it i was like eh, i guess i kind of i kind of like it. it's just it's just insane it's completely no. insane i know like, i don't would know, never really yeah. i don't know why i give up on these shows so easily you know i i mean i watched all the fargo this season just finished that was a good season I, I give up too on, on on a lot of them, and it's because there's like nine shows that come out. So like you have literally a million <laughs> things. That, like back in the day, it was like, you know, you know what I'm really into now. You know, the A team. Like, are you still in that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really into it still. It's like because there was nothing else on that. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep watching the A team because that's all they're playing now. I know um, it's so funny because the the strike is over and there's shows, and you're like, I don't, I mean. I kind of liked it during the strike when there were less shows. It was it's like too daunting now or something. I don't know. But Did you also like what, there wasn't ahead. really a gap anyway because they had shows already in the can, so it didn't really seem like it. There was much loss there. Yeah. Do you do? So you watch the Emmys. What did you think of the thing they did when they kept having the set pieces of the old TV shows where they brought out all the old stars? Yeah, I mean, they're honoring TV, I guess. You know, I wasn't mean, it kind of like weird though that how they kind of like. The one thing that struck me was just most of them just looked so bad. You're just like, everyone oh, old. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it, but you know, it is really weird how like when you when some when there's a TV show and you you just they're kind of stuck in that show yeah. in that period era of time, you just forget that they ever would change. So right. then it's so striking when you see them. And from, you know, and you haven't seen them in like 20 years and you're just like, oh, like some of them. Did you see like George went? Oh, yeah. He does not look uh, great. Yeah. You know, things are bad when you're like, wow, George went really let himself go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the Sally Struthers and Rob Reiner. Um, and uh, I know the, the Sopranos, too. Uh, they had to right? they had. Um, Lorraine Bracco. And they stuff. had uh, Lorraine Bracco looked, you know, she she, she looked older, mm -hmm. and um, the ones that really stood out, like Cheers, was the one that I was kind of like, whoa, like yeah. have you guys been on a bender? Like, have, like since have you been hanging out at an actual bar <laughs> since the show ended? Well, that show is old now, so these people are old, you know. 
I mean, you see, and Ted it made Dan- me feel old. Well, Ted Danson, I'm seeing him in these consumer year, consumer cellular commercials. Have you seen him in those? Yeah, uh-huh. that's. I mean, that's the phone for old people. So, um, well, he definitely. I feel like he's looked like that though for like the last. You know what's really weird? I mean, he is looks like good. Larry, he- Larry David has looked like that <laughs> for like 35 years. Ever since Larry David's been famous, that's how he's. Looked. So every time I see Larry David, it's like. Wow, yeah, he still looks like, you know, because he's looked really old since he was like 35. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the best way to do it in showbiz, I think, is to just become in the in the zeitgeist and in the public eye already looking old or yeah, at least middle aged, like like or like the Wilford Wilford Brimley thing. That guy was always old, you know? Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) you know, and then you're like, he was in Cocoon playing someone in an old age home. How old was he? 32? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's it's weird because you would think like, oh, you you know, you want to say, you know, but that's the um, the curse, you know, the curse and kind of the plight of being youthful and and always trying to stay, you know, young, especially if you're really attractive. Right. I think Um, it's worse if you're like if you're Larry David, he always just kind of looked like this Larry David guy. You know, he wasn't like a heartthrob. So you almost it's easier to age that way because, you know, no one. Yeah. no one ever goes, oh, he used to be hot. Like, no one ever said that with Larry David. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but even though, like, I, I feel like a lot of women like Larry David, but just because of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, actually. Like, my girlfriend he, loves Larry David. I know so many women, and I could see why they're, he's attractive. That's why he gave away half a billion dollars, because basically when he got famous, like, these women just want to fuck him. I've talked to women, young women, who, like, I would fuck him. Today. Yeah, it's weird. He yeah. really is. He really does. What, what do you think it is? It's just his like, um, his essence and kind of his attitude. Just sort I, of. I think it's just comedy is a you know really funny comedy is a pussy pussy magnet. Really, I mean, like some women just love to laugh. So everyone loves. Yeah, to laugh. but it, it's something. It's it like transcends something with him because. I do think there's some like comedians that like women are like, I think they're funny, but no, I would never. But for some reason, he's just very, I think it's partly his like his, his attitude and his, his viewpoint and his take on things, but also like his laissez faire sort of, he always seems to be completely in the right about every viewpoint he takes. (laughs) That's true. You know, because the world is so like ridiculous. Um, So I feel actually it's funny because being, you know, now that I'm a lawyer, when I'm in court and I deal with things in court, I feel kind of very Larry. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> how Larry David would look at things, you know, because that don't really make sense in court right. or in the law where he'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't <laughs> do that. That's not. So it's interesting having a comedian's point of view. You know what I mean? And viewpoint. I think in the, the law, the thing that always translates with him were these unwritten. And it was started in Seinfeld where he would have these jokes, these unwritten social norms that he feels like everyone should follow. And most people identify with it. Like there was an episode of Curb where this woman was at the ice cream shop and she's she's taking too many samples. Do you remember that one? And he, he starts yeah, yelling yeah. at her and he's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, yeah. two, two samples, that's it. You know, <laughs> she's like, and he's making fun of her. He's like, what does the vanilla taste like? Oh, I, I bet it tastes like vanilla. I, I bet it tastes like vanilla, you know? Right, right. And I think- yeah, people, no. Yeah, the social norms also that he like doesn't understand why we fought that don't really make sense. We just blindly follow them. The one that really stands out was um, at the when he's like eating lunch and he gets his food before the other guy yeah. at the table. <laughs> and he's like, you know, do you mind if I start? And he's like, well, you know, mine's going to be here. And he's like, so what? Like, I'm like, I'll just start, <laughs> know. you know, while you're it's not here. He's like. But we're having lunch together. It's like we're still gonna have it together. I'm just gonna start a little <laughs> earlier. I'm supposed to not eat. But I always was like, yeah, that's so dumb. I'm not supposed to like, right? Have my food. I think the way it's funny because you're talking about it. It's like he breaks down certain so, things that we do that make no sense. And then the other thing I was talking about is the things that we all should know to do, and they they don't do. Like, don't ask for too many ice cream samples. There was one episode that was really funny. I, I always think about it where like he's waiting on line for something and the person in front of him, like every time the line moves, everyone should walk one step up, you know, yeah. and this person, it doesn't really change your position on the line, but, but you, you, you want to feel like you're going somewhere. So this person, yeah. there's some episode where the person wouldn't move up. It's like, you have to, that's just part of the rule. You're online. Yeah. You got to move up when it's time to move up. 
You know, yeah, the, that the, is. The, I do hate that when yeah. people would just stand there, like <laughs> well, you're like you're saving it or something. <laughs> Whereas even they're not even paying attention, but we all have to like work as a team. And you, when you're waiting on a line, you want to feel like you're going forward. So. Yeah, totally. It's it, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're just stagnant, not doing. But um, this is another thing that, th- and this seems like very curbing enthusiasm. And it, it, this have I noticed? I've noticed this for years, but I finally like like expressed it and like kind of vocalized it was um. It's been happening a lot lately where I go to restaurants and like they don't they don't know how to um when to clear dishes. That seems to be a big problem at <laughs> they restaurants. Come, they come in too early a lot, right? They just come they way too early. They start taking and you know, like they will do it when there's still like a decent amount of food on there. And sometimes <laughs> they don't won't even say anything. They won't, you know, t- a lot of times they'll be like, Are you done with this? And I'm usually like no, there's like half of my food is still on here, you know, and it's like, oh, you look like you were done. It's like, well, maybe I'm just like sitting here for a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I have to be eating it the whole. So like, that's a weird thing where recently, it, like, because I was like, it seems like such an easy, like, it seems like such an easy thing to gauge wh- when to take a plate, a dish away at a restaurant. Like when I'm, when the food is gone and the thing I bought isn't there, that's when you take it away. Right. It's almost like I always feel like that. And they give you this look like they need to clear the like someone's in the back. You know, did you clear that plate on right. table seven? We need that plate. Like, how many plates do you have back there? <laughs> we do. Have, did you get the plate? We only we, we only have one plate, you know, and also it's like um, I was saying, like, imagine if they tried that with other services, like you're you're in a cab and then they just stop midway through where you're going and you're like, what are you doing? I'm not like. I'm not done going to the airport. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you you looked like you were done. Like you looked like you wanted to get out. And it's like, because they say that they go, you look like you were done eating. And I'm like, are you just like, like you're, are you just making judgments on my facial expressions? Like, what does that even look like? What does not eating anymore look like? Right. Or most of your customers just shoveling food in their face without even stopping. I mean, like he right. stopped. All right, let's get three guys in, take the plate. So I want to do a thing where like when I leave, just not paying them. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done working here. I didn't know. I, I look, You looked like you weren't working here anymore. I thought you quit. So that's fine. as long as we're just reading, you know, neutral facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a Larry David thing that I saw recently. Like you ever go to like a bodega in the morning and it's you got to That line's got to move fast. You know, it's like everyone's getting ready to work. You got to move, you know. So it's already something at this day and age where someone takes out cash because you know it's going to slow things up. Everyone's usually tapping their cards or their phones. All right, someone takes out cash. Okay, that's fine. But I saw someone recently, I think it was like an old woman. She she's like, she wants to get the exact change of the thing. Like, you know, if it was like four seventy-two. Oh, right. Yeah. She's trying to get 70. I'm like, no, 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 no. You give them a five, get the change. This is not the Piggly Wiggly down in fucking, you know, <laughs> Biloxi, fucking wherever, Mississippi. This is New York City. It's eight right. in the morning. Cash is already a problem for me, but okay. But you have to respect the line. You have to respect the line that's behind you that everyone's like, what the fuck? And she's yeah. all, all happy, like 69, 70. I'm like, no. Right. Yeah. Have you Just, seen that you before? Know, of course. That yeah. and the other thing when people would be like, you know, I guess it happens less now, but when they would pay and it would be like, I don't know what the scenario is, but they'd be like, oh, I, I have a dime too. And they would just give a dime on top of it, even though it was like 525 or something. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, what is this dime? I think it's like, it's 515. And then they're like, oh, I have a dime so that they'll give you a, a quarterback or something. Yeah. And I remember when and I was- it's like, why, why is this a math problem now? First of all, the guy working there looks like he doesn't even know how to like read. Why no, are you re- giving him math problems? I remember when I was like a cashier, I think once and people would do that. And I'm like, so I'm going to give you this dime. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to do I got to do math now. This is not right. good. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Or you could just keep the dime and I'll just give you what the change is. But you know, I, I, I can't I can't express or explain what the scenario, but you know what I mean? When they would they would yeah. do that. I have a nickel, you know, you're just like, okay. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it would never even make sense. Like I have a nickel. So instead of you giving me 
542 back you'll give me 537 and you're like I, what is the point of this or i guess that's what it is <laughs> like if you add if you give them an extra dime they'll give you instead of 90 cents you'll give them back a dollar or something <laughs> Sometimes. that's what it is but it's like just fucking like you're just gonna have 90 cents in your pocket I just know. Yeah. I um, know. no and that's the thing but that that's New York really makes you want to move and you know all that stuff always slows things down. I kind of notice now when I go to a store, I'm just tapping cards or my phone, usually my card, but I'm like, I don't even look at the price anymore. <laughs> like, you know, you know it's gonna be a release, whatever you're getting around ten dollars. But like I don't I, I just want to get out so fast I go bing. They don't even show yeah. you the price anymore. They could have rang, rang my credit card up for $10,000. I, I think I'm going to start carrying cash around more again because, yeah, it is getting a little like too easy, that tap thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then now there's things with like the Apple Pay where I just literally just have to like click something once. And it just... It, it doesn't feel like you're really... I mean, I guess that was the point of it is like they want you to feel like you're not even really spending money. It doesn't even seem real. I know. But you ever have this happen? Like sometimes the thing doesn't work and you're doing it like three times and you're like and you're like am i getting charged three times and then they go no 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 it's it's fine it's fine i'm like well who, how do you fuck do you know and then i'm like immediately uh, going on my bank account to see and a lot of times it is double charged and they're like no no it's fine i'm like you just charge yeah three. no um wait so i was in um do you want to talk about uh so we were talking about the emmy so i know the golden yeah. gloves were like a, a, a week ago but so um joe coy hosted them right you watched it, right? I watched the monologue, which you know, it, it's it's no. That's why the, you know he's a big star, but they were kind of going down the list because no one wants this fucking job anymore. As why do you think? What was the big backlash? Like why? Like I feel like whenever anyone, first of all, it, what's so annoying about these award shows is every year everyone just has amnesia. Where like it kind of reminds me of every year, like when the winter comes around on the news, like the weather report, they're always like, oh man, it's going to be really cold, you know, and you know, yeah, January yeah. 8th, you know, you're just like, it's always freezing this time of year. I don't know why everyone seems so shocked. So it always seems weird to me that every year everyone seems so shocked that whoever hosted the Golden Globes or the Oscars like didn't do well in the room. <laughs> so it's just like, it, they they never do well. So what do you, but it was weird to me. It felt like they 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 went especially hard against him. I don't know why right. the backlash against him was so big because people were like, and it, also I hate the shit with social media where like everyone like has to give their two cents and comedians are just kind right. of like, you know, pontificating about like comedy. And it's like, no one gives a shit what I you know. have to say about this. I mean, it's almost, I mean, I hate when comedians bash someone doing that because he did, he just got the job like 10 days before, but whatever. But I don't, I don't especially like it when they're not comedians and they're telling you what comedy is. And you see so much of that on social media, non-comics telling you what it's like to be a comic. I'm like, I will never, ever, I could get an idea for a joke, but I will never, I don't want to hear someone who's never been on stage talk about what it's like to be a comic because no one, the fear that you have on stage, even if you're an experienced right. comic, it's just, you never know what's going to happen. You know, the, even the if other you're thing great, that, you know? that and like hosting the Golden Globes, like yeah. really, why, why don't you tell me how it, you know, I don't know what it would be like to host the Golden Globes. I would imagine it would be one of the most terrifying things you could ever do in your life. It's right. a live thing in like, the most humorless room you've ever fucking yeah. been in. We're literally they, they just waiting to, yeah. it, it's literally like there was a game show once it was called make me laugh where the whole show was, they bring comedians on and people would try not to laugh at their jokes like this, that it looks like a game show where mm. they're just like, and then like, I didn't, and people were like, and then he threw the writers under the bus. And it was yeah. like, well, maybe the jokes that they wrote weren't that fucking good. And right. you know, he was bombing and maybe he just, I don't know. Like, I thought it was kind of a funny thing to do. Like he was kind of like, yeah, I didn't write that one. Like kind of like, yeah. And and Taylor uh, Taylor Swift, you know, she gave him a look. Like I mean, I like Taylor Swift, but I mean, like, what is she fucking like? She's, she, I mean, to me, like it was such a hard hitting joke. Like right. it was nothing. And she's like kind of like a leader of a cult too. You know, at least she's a like liberal, so she might get us some votes. But you know, you can't you can't say anything slightly. You know, I, I mean, Fox News is calling her like she, she said, like nothing about right. Her. Fox News like, is calling her a PSYOP government agent. That's wrong. 
Right. Right. And then he's, he's like, oh, we're, he literally is like, oh, we're not going to show as many clips of her. And then she's just like, you bastard. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, so what, you know, it, it, and then I think he, he, you know, and then everyone got mad because he was like, what do you want? I, you know, like, I just got the job 10 days ago. Shut up. I thought that was kind of funny. It was probably the, I thought the best moment he had, but it was right. like, it's just such a weird, you know, it's, it, it just, you know, speaks volumes more to like, how comedy is viewed in general. It's just viewed as nothing to people, you know, know, especially in Hollywood. They're like, this is nothing. The funny thing is, because he's a monster. He sells out arenas, all that stuff. He is so famous. To to those people, he's not as famous as they are. But to the general public, there's a lot of, I mean, right. if you ask a Filipino person, because that's, I think, a big part of his his fan base. I mean, he's, he's fucking Chris Rock, you know? Right. So I mean, and I've never been a fan of his ever, but when I watched it, I was kind of in the backlash. I was like, yeah, I was mean. like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like everyone, like, like, especially where the world is right now, we're about to literally become a fucking, you know, you know, dictatorship. And you're yeah. Joe Coy with, called out the writers. <laughs> what about the guy who's about to be president who's just fucking um, is quoting Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and believe me, I, if I was writing for that show, I would be offended. As long as that I can cash that check, uh, fuck it, I'd be fine with it. You know, I guarantee the writers didn't. I mean, maybe they did, but who? You know, whatever. I, I don't. I, thought I it don't. Was like I, I honestly, I honestly don't think. Like, I think it's also like the joke selection, which might be on him a little bit. I don't know, but you know, they'll give you shit ton of fucking jokes, you know, and you kind of want to feel it out, and you know, he, he doesn't want to have like a soft completely soft monologue because he he wants to be a comic he wants to be a little edgy you know but they yeah. just want to see like billy crystal and that kind of thing so it's just right. not they a job see shit right they just want to see you know i just watched this documentary about bob hope you know and you know years ago in the 40s he was very funny but you know and he hosted a lot of oscars they said that he was always so nervous before he did it and he was like a little snarky but he got away with it a little bit because they always thought he was on the same level as everybody there yeah but i mean you can't win that's why you can't win because if you do i know it's so amazing that people still want to do it like why right if you do a vanilla monologue and you're a comic people will bash you if you're too edgy you know even ricky gervais is funny he doesn't give a fuck because he's a gajillionaire but he doesn't People, he's so funny. I'm like, I listened to some of those mods. He was bombing. <laughs> he didn't care. Well, though. the other thing is, yeah. like, I remember when he did it, like, during the show, people were, like, mad. Like, people would yeah. come out and, like, they were, like, snub him and they were mad. And it's like, just fucking relax, dude. Your life is, like, am- you're at, like, the you're at the Golden Globes. Like, your yeah. life is amazing. Someone made a joke about you. Like, just fucking I mean, suck G- it up, Gaffigan had a funny joke about, remember, he, he on the Golden Globes, he did, said something about them being pedophiles or something like that. Yeah, I you forgot what he said. It was funny. Yeah, he was funny. Um, yeah. You know who I think would actually be really good to host is uh, John Mulaney. I feel like he's tailor-made for yes. that. Because I feel like he's famous enough that they all kind of would know him kind of. And he would he he would be a little snarky, but he would also like suck up to them a little bit. Like something about him just seems like like tailor fit. Like. I'm not saying he's like Billy Crystal, but he he I could see him be he he's very showmany ish. You know what I mean? Like he's sort of a showman. Right. I think also like tonally, like you know who I think would be really good at it? I don't know if he ever did it, is Seth Myers. Cause I remember watching his uh uh that that thing they do for the president. What is that? The, the you know, White House correspondence. Right. And it's always like and his thing was really good, but he he just kind of went right to the edge and didn't go over. He just did it. Tonally, it was like just perfect. Like, I think because he's such a great writer, he knows where that line is so much. Yeah. Um, I think Stephen Wright would be really good. I think they should just go, <laughs> just, just go all out. Just find someone who's like completely wouldn't be right for it. Just Stephen Wright or how about Dice, <laughs> Dice or Caratop or <laughs> Gallagher. I think Gallagher would be good. Like, oh my god, what is he doing? But it's just like you might as well just go all the way with it. It's, it's they're not going to like it anyway, so why right. not just do? That's why it was funny with Ricky Gervais. It was kind of like, look, you're not going to like it, so I don't really give a shit. I'm just yeah. going to go all out with it. Like, you're not going to like me anyway, so I'm not going to pander to you. So I don't know. It was really weird. I actually was watching him and uh, watching it. I was like, oh well, you know, I think he's doing a better job than I thought. I didn't think he was doing well, but I mean, I feel like no one. 
Jared yeah. Carmichael, I will say, did not seem to do a good job. They really seemed to not like him, which I was a little surprised by. But yeah, I think they just didn't know him well enough, even though he's pretty big. But like, you know, Ricky Gervais is kind of a, you know, Ricky Gervais's monologues were for not the crowd. It was for the people who were watching because most people like just hate watch that fuck these award shows because you're like so jealous of everybody and you hate everybody. Yeah. So when you see this guy just fucking laying into everybody. It's right. The other thing, too, that people don't really realize about those award shows is like, you know, Hollywood in that town and that industry is such a cutthroat competitive town Mm -hmm. and it's full of like people fucking each other over. So it's a lot of like people you hate beating you and winning and getting Mm -hmm. up there and you having to be like and you actually are interacting with a lot of them. You don't like them. And then it's people winning who have been fucked over by most of the people in the crowd in the industry. Cause you know how, like what's so funny about those, like the, the Oscars and all those award shows is like without fail, every time there's a, there's a time where like some movie will win like the biggest award, you know, and like Brad Pitt or like, you know, the, you know, Christopher Nolan or someone will get up there and they'll be like, you know, no one, no one wanted to make this movie. Everyone rejected this movie. And you're like, what are you talking about? No one wanted to make Oppenheimer like with fucking like who who was not behind this? Right. Like how hard is that industry that like Brad Pitt, you know, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. They're like, no one wanted to make this. And it's like, really? I thought you guys were like the two biggest people in the fucking town. What no chance one, do I have to get anything made? Uh, no one wanted to reboot Star Wars. I'm like, oh, the biggest yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. No one wanted to make this sequel to Fast and the Furious. And everyone was against it. It's like, they were? Like, I don't know if I, and I, I sometimes I don't even think they're lying. I think it's just like, yeah. that's how tough it is. Like, no, we're not making that. We know that you're the biggest Scorsese, DiCaprio. Eh, we'll think about it. Um, so yeah, it's just uh so we, we should wrap up and I mean is there, yeah. the, there I just want to tell this story real quick, mainly because I've I've wanted to tell it and I kind of just want to get your reaction to it. It's it's like a little it's it, it's just such a weird story to me. So do you remember we were on this podcast, I think like a month ago, and we, and I was talking about we were talking about the movie Fight Club. Right. And I said, Oh, I'm starting my own club at Flight Club. Yeah. Do you like remember that. that? Yeah. Like it's like fight or flight club. Yeah. And it was just people running away from fights. <laughs> That's funny. So I was in Hawaii with my girlfriend. She heard the podcast and she, I told her that joke and she was like, oh yeah, that's funny. And then she, she mentioned she, she thought it was funny. We were in Hawaii. She, I was listening, you know, in my, I had my headphones in and I was laughing and she took a picture because she was like, oh, it looked like you were like really enjoying what you were listening to. And then she was like, what were you listening to? That was so funny. And I go, I was listening to my podcast and I was saying, I, jo- I started this thing called Flight Club. <laughs> And so she was like, oh, that's so funny. So the next day we were still in Hawaii and we were just like, we had gone to this store. We were sitting outside drinking coffee and she was like, oh, here's that picture from yesterday where you were like laughing, you know, because you were taught, you were, you were listening to yourself talk about flight club. And I was like, yeah, isn't that funny? Like flight club. And then literally a minute later, a guy walks by with a T-shirt on that says Flight Club. Isn't that weird? But was it flight like he likes to fly on airplanes? I don't know. Well, first, I thought it said Fight Club, which I was like, well, that and I said to her, I go, that's kind of weird. We were just talking about Fight or Flight Club. I go and then I look and I go with her and I go, it says flight club, but I had literally just been, ah, that's fine. And I've never heard that as a thing. So I went up to the guy to go, what is that? And he was like, Oh, it's like a sneaker store in California oh, or something. So it's not your idea. No, no. But I mean, you don't think that's weird. Like the odds of that, oh, that that's like, <laughs> I'm just, I've never heard of the term flight club. I'm randomly talking about it. <laughs> because of a picture and then two and 30 seconds later a guy walks by wearing that exact wording anyway i thought that was fucking crazy that was one of those like matrix things where i was like that's too weird like what is your i mean what 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 is your reaction i mean if that happened to you wouldn't you be a little like i would freak out that would that's insane i didn't freak out but i was like i will say my girlfriend for some reason like i have so many she's those kind of moments follow her around i think some people like 
have those weird synchronicity moments a lot. Do you know what I mean? No, that's that's fucking insane. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> no, I like that. No, no, no. I just I I've I wanted to talk about it, but I just like because it was one of the weirdest. Because I've had moments like that where you'll be like, you'll think about something in your, and then you'll see the thing you were thinking about later that day, and it'll be something you never you haven't thought about in like ten years. Yeah, you know? that is. I know that is when you have those matrix moments. You're like, there's something strange. I'm trying to think of an example that happened to me recently. I can't though. But I feel like the synchronicity moments I have where things like that kind of perfectly gravitate into my life are things like that instead of like money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was thinking about money and then someone just gave me money. You know, <laughs> you were thinking about money and then you saw someone with a flight club shirt on. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about it, I didn't have enough money and then I went into my account and my money was still wasn't there. You know? <laughs> what do they call that manifesting? That's like a word a lot of that. Yeah, manifesting. Now. Yeah. And so. a lot of people kind of are online like, this is how you do it. And then I, I try it and then like everything goes. I've had that one time I got, I bought a book where it was like, you got to do this and this. And I did all the things and literally my life went to shit like in like six months. <laughs> And I was like, wow, I really did that wrong. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Maybe someone tore out a couple of pages of the book. I mean, there's something there. <laughs> yeah, I think literally I was like, I must have really done either that's bullshit or I did something totally wrong. Like I didn't have buy the right salts for the bath or something. <laughs> that's funny. I must have bought those. Um, <laughs> uh, your go your girlfriend dumps use bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of that, there was that old Jerry Seinfeld joke that was really funny where he, he would he was talking about watching those soda commercials and everyone's just like partying and having fun with the soda and you're just sitting at home on your sofa alone drinking the same soda and you're like, oh, yeah. he's like, maybe I need more ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is funny advertising. I, I always fall for it. If, like, if I get that, if I get that toothpaste... <laughs> Every girl's going to blow me. <laughs> um, all right. So, all right. I guess we, we should wrap it up. Okay. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And again, please join our Patreon. If you join our Patreon or message me, I, you know, over IG or whatever, um, I'll send you a copy of my album. The funniest album of all time. Nice. Blue Diamond Phillips. Okay. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time, everybody.